Welcome to Southern Man, Western Town. I'm your host, Jeff Lawrence. This is a podcast all about the independent artist and musician. I will come to you once a week with interviews with all the independent artists and entertainers all around the world. Some you've heard of, some you haven't, but I'll be bringing them to you, their music, their art. Once a week, Southern Man, Western Town, we appreciate you joining us here. I am your host, Jeff Lawrence. singer songwriter he's got a hit song up there in Canada it's kind of climbing up the charts down here in the states as well called light them up you'll you'll have heard that by the time you hear this interview I kind of record these things in a different order and then slap them together in the right order so you'll probably have heard that song before you hear what I'm saying now so you'll already have formed your opinion but uh, Aaron Halliday, he's from Kelowna, Canada. Like I said, he's a uh, he does a thing on the side. I, don't, I think I guess he's kind of maybe has started that way a little bit. But he does an Alan Jackson um, impersonation, if you will. And if you see his picture, um, which you will see on the thumbnail of this podcast, if you listen to Spotify or Anchor or whatever. Um, You'll tell that he, you know, he does resemble Alan Jackson. He has the blonde hair and the and the mustache and the white hat, and that's uh, kind of got a lot of tie-ins here to this show. I always try to tie in everything. So, Alan Jackson is from Georgia, Noonan, Georgia. It's probably about forty-five minutes from where I'm from, over on the old Dog River. Um, used to play the. Uh, Ramada, Ramada Inn, kind of near my house. 
him and Doug Stone both. At the time, Doug Stone's name was Doug Brooks, but I guess because of Brooks and Don and Garth Brooks, he changed it to Doug Stone. But that ain't got shit to do with Alan Jackson, except they used to both play at the Ramon Inn. Um, and my tie-ins to Kelowna, Canada, which if you're looking that up, it's spelled with a K, key, K, key. That's not even a letter. K-E-W-L-O-W-A. No, no. K-E-L-O-W-N-A. Kelowna. It's up in British Columbia. Um, west of... No, east of Vancouver. Um, up above Seattle and all that. Pretty much not that far from me on the map. There's just not a road that goes up there. But if you... Uh, right above... Pretty much right above the little Idaho Peninsula thing there. But anyway, my tie-ins to Kelowna is my best friend, Danny Kupkowski, lives in Kelowna, Canada. Um, which doesn't have any, he didn't introduce me to this, uh, to Aaron Holiday. He don't, I don't even know if he knows about him. Um, Danny is uh, from same town I'm from, well, he's from Austell, Georgia, same county as me. We grew up together and known him since sixth grade. Still talk on a pretty regular basis. Um, and I have been to Kelowna, Canada, because I was at Danny's wedding many years ago. Now Danny's a real estate agent for, I think it's Nygaard and Associates, if you're paying attention up there. Look him up. He's the coolest guy you'll ever meet. He'll find you a house. I believe it is Nygaard and Associates. He works for Danny Kupkowski, K-U-P-K-O-W-S-K-I. Um, and anyway, yeah, been up. To, so I've been to Kelowna. I liked it. It was very cool. I wouldn't mind living there. It's just not as easy for an American to move to Canada as it is for a Canadian to move to America. It's a little harder of a process, or as they say in Kelowna, process um anyway and then what my other tie-ins are and this is a crazy one kind of is Aaron Halliday is recording his stuff through Donnie Hammonds in Cartersville Georgia now they do it over online he'll send him the tracks and and Donnie will put down uh keys bass lead guitar and all that stuff um and where that ties in is I lived in Cartersville, Georgia, two different times in my life. Not only that, I recorded my last four, maybe even five, I want at least four albums at After Dark Studios in Cartersville, Georgia, owned by Donnie Hammonds. And I recorded mine there live at the studio because I was living there. I lived in Cartersville from 2000 and I want to say 14 to 17 sounds about right I did live there went back in like 1997 too for about a year but I didn't, I didn't do any recording then but yeah so that was so the After Dark studio with Donnie Hammonds I recorded there and then so did Aaron Halliday he just did it from uh, online from Canada though so a lot of tie-ins in the show but anyway I encourage you to Go to Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your music and stream or download Aaron Halliday. And that's a H-A-L-L-I-D-A-Y. I hope I got that right. Um, and he's, uh, 
He's playing a lot of gigs up there too. If you're in the Canadian, uh, in the Canadian area, that's a big ass area. If you're in the anywhere near Kelowna, um, Kamloops, maybe some of them areas. I'm not familiar with all of them, but British Columbia or uh, Alberta, maybe. I think he goes all around in there. I guess he'll be down in the states when the virus is lifted. If it ever is, seems to be getting uh, worse again now, especially uh, down here in Utah where I'm at. Um, wish I'd quit saying um. I know you guys will wish that too. I'm trying to think of shit to say here, people. Anyway, if you want to, also, you know, you can get this podcast, Southern Man, Western Town. And uh, of course, I'm your host, Jeff Lawrence. You can get this podcast on Spotify and Apple and all those places or Anchor, right uh, where I record it from. Um, 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 do that, like it, subscribe, follow, go to my, uh, Southern Man Western Town podcast page on Facebook and follow that and like it, review it, whatever you gotta do, and if you wanna go to my YouTube channel, it has nothing to do with this podcast, but it's, uh, Jeff Lawrence Lessons, get some guitar lessons on there, you can find all my music under J.S. Lawrence, some of it under Jeff Lawrence. Most of the stuff I recorded at the After Dark Studio with Donnie Hammonds is under J.S. Lawrence. That's all on iTunes and uh, uh, Spotify and, and everywhere else. Not sure about Pandora. I'm sure I've got something on there. I don't really listen to that, but I'm sure it's on there. And as far as gigs coming up, this coming October 24th, this coming uh, Saturday, we I will be playing with the real Doug Lane in Twin Falls, Idaho. It's at a brewery. I don't know the name of the brewery, and I know there's more than one up there. Go to the real Doug Lane, L-A-N-E dot com. I'm sure it's on there. And you can also, while you're on there, he just released a solo album on the 14th a couple days ago, and that's just. It's called Me and the Mic. It's just him and the guitar and the uh, and the mic kind of stripped down version of stuff. So go to therealdouglane.com and get the info for that if you're in the Idaho area or uh, up near Twin Falls or on that little Oregon border maybe. And uh, the real Doug Lane. So that and I on we had a show on October 30th down in Provo at the City Tavern. I don't think I'm gonna do it. I think it's gonna turn into just Doug doing it solo. Um, which is fine with me because that's kind of a hot spot for the COVID right now and that's about it for that Um, as you can hear from the buzzing you're about to get some guitar action going on by me but yeah, stay tuned for my interview of Aaron Halliday
light him up. Byron Halliday. Joining me on the podcast right now is Aaron Halliday, country artist. How are you doing? I'm very good, Jeff. How are you? Good. How's things up in Canada right now? Things are pretty good. Thumbs up. Not too cold. I appreciate you uh, doing this on the last minute notice. We kind of just connected. I, I'm familiar with your music already, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't uh, know how to get a hold of you to get on the podcast, and it just seems to. It was a weird thing that I. Uh, saw Donnie Hammond's post, and I didn't even know that you guys had worked together. Yeah, no, Donnie's a great guy, and uh, 
a friend of mine actually from the East Coast that is the one that put me in touch with Donnie. Okay, and, yeah, uh, I, uh, I recorded three albums myself down there with Donnie. So, yeah, he's a great guy, talented man. Um. So how did how did that work? Did you guys? I mean, obviously he didn't come up to Canada. Did you go down there? Or did you guys just do it online? Or you no, know, everything was back and forth online. I would uh, I'd record the acoustic version and folks send them down to him, and he'd build the uh, rhythm track around it, bass, drums, and an acoustic guitar, and then he'd send it back up to Canada, and I go into the studio here and uh, record the vocals. Them away, a lot of them here, and send them back to him, and then he built the rest of the song around that. That's crazy. I haven't done. I haven't uh, done it that way yet. I, I'm actually from uh, Marietta, Georgia, down near him, and he, uh, my dad lives in, and brother lives in the same town that he is. And I, uh, I was, I moved back down there for a few years. I'm, I live in Utah now, but so I ended up doing it live there in his studio. But I haven't done the uh, remote recording yet. <laughs> no, well, with COVID nineteen, it's pretty much a have to now unless you're in the same neighborhood that the studio is yeah yeah um now you're talking about the song light them up is that is that the that's the main one you've uh is that the only one he worked on with you or yeah he's worked on another one that i have finished for the album and we're doing a christmas song coming out end of the month too but uh, he's going to do the whole album for me out of his studio there oh that's very cool yeah um yeah <clears throat> Yeah, and, and Light 'em Up's doing really well on the charts right now. I was, uh, you're in good company there. I saw a lot of, uh, a lot of other, uh, famous guys on the chart with you. Yes, I was blown away, you know, to be, uh, this is actually my first song released in the States, so it was pretty cool to be on the charts with Luke Combs and Miranda Lambert and, you know, Zach Brown and Shannon Dolphins, you know, all the guys that I look up to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that, did you ever, have you gotten down to the States and played any? Have you got to Nashville and anything like that? No, you know what? My career up here has been so busy that I haven't really had the time. And quite honestly, nobody's called or I'd be down there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes there's no reason to, if you do do really well and you're, uh, you know, up there, you do, you can do well. Like, uh, I know there's got, you know, I listen to Paul Brand a lot. I know he's real famous up there, but he doesn't. He didn't. He didn't get a lot of traction down here. I think he had one hit down here. Yeah. No. And Paul's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he keeps himself really busy up here, and there's other great guys up here like Gord Bamford, and I know he's traveled the states a lot, and, and Australia, where he's from originally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there's lots of good guys that keep busy, and like I say, if I had the opportunity to be in the states to tour, I'd be all over it. Yeah, it wouldn't. Uh, there ain't a whole lot of touring going on down here right now. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, and you know what? I've been keeping pretty busy with the the solo shows up here. You know, just keeping things on track. But it's nothing like it was. I mean, I have a a five piece band that I play with most of the time. But with all this COVID stuff going on, it's just not in the cars right now. Now you're uh, you're in Kelowna, Canada, and BC, right? Correct. Yeah, that's a kind of another connection we have. My best friend lives there. He's a real estate agent up there. He does play guitar a little, but nothing. You know, he's he's pretty good guitar player. He doesn't doesn't play with a band or anything. But his name's his mm -hmm. name his name's Dan Kapkowski. We grew up together in Georgia, and uh, oh, well. he moved down to the Cayman Islands and became a boat captain. Married a girl from Kelowna, 
moved back there, <laughs> got divorced, and now he's in Kelowna. <laughs> But uh, uh-huh. yeah, I'll know, have to look him up. Yeah, I'll have to get. I'll, he'll, I'm sure he'll listen to this. I have, I, I do have quite a few Canadian listeners. They're mostly in Vancouver area, but uh, right. I do have a few out there. Um, how is the country scene up there? He doesn't. Uh, he's not a big, huge country fan. He doesn't tell me a lot about it. But uh, <laughs> what's uh, country? The country scene in, in BC is pretty good, you know, but. Uh, all the Western Canada. I get a lot of my work um, east of the Rockies in Alberta and Saskatchewan, actually, is where most of my calls come from. And that's a, that's a good thing. I mean, it's for my wife Sharon and I, we're, we're built to be traveling on the road. We love it. Yeah, and I do have a, I do have a friend up in uh, Saskatoon, uh, a couple that I... They had to, they had they knew about you, so they they live on a big mm-hmm. like nine hundred acre farm up there in Saskatoon. Yeah. But uh, so they, they yeah they'll be uh they'll be checking it out. They had already been familiar with your music. I talked to them quite a bit. Um, nice. Now, as far as your uh, band goes, do you keep the same guys, or does it kind of rotate? Yeah, it rotates. I hire my my guys often. I need a room list, and there's but a lot of the guys play with me repeatedly like through Alberta I have a, a group of guys that are amazing and then when I get into Saskatchewan and East it's a different group of guys too it's just financially more viable to yeah to, to hire guys that are perfect every time you know what I mean yeah yeah I'm get, I'm actually one of those guys that gets hired I'm play, <laughs> I play with a I play with a guy named Doug Lane down here he's a he's a country artist down here um we uh but yeah, I played. I don't really have any say so in any of the music or the band. I just I'm as a guitar player. <clears throat> yeah, we do a lot of shows up in Idaho and Wyoming and stuff. There, it's a it's kind of opened up up in those areas. It's not too too opened up down here where we're at. But yeah, but I, I live right yeah. under uh kind of light right under Idaho border in northern Utah. Okay, now we have friends in uh, in Montana at Flathead Lake and. Uh, and Gary's uh, bass player has been playing for, you know, 40 years almost, probably. And uh, he, he's talking about coming up here. If my tour goes ahead for next summer to, to play with me, there's a gap on it, uh, the band shows. Do you, uh, do you do all your own music when you do play live, or do you do have to mix in some covers? Or Oh, I mix in some covers. I don't have enough original stuff yet, but we're working on it. Yeah, well, you probably got enough for like one one opening set or something like that. But yeah, I know yeah, because yeah, that's, that's and once, once the album's finished, I'll have what uh, thirteen or fourteen on Spotify. But, you know, that's a good full set. Yeah, that's plenty. Yeah, because I I know with playing with Doug Lane down here, he's kind of the same way. He's released two two albums, and we uh. We got enough to do an opening show, or an, we we got enough to do a headlining show. We in bars, we do a lot of cover tunes. <laughs> um, yeah, you have to. It's, it's uh, making a living, big thing. Now, who um who are some of your influences? Well, to be honest, I've done a tribute to Alan Jackson for probably twenty years here. I saw the. Re- I did see the resemblance <laughs> in the white hat. <laughs> yeah, it worked. But, you know, it was it was the means to an end, I guess. It was the ability to do the tribute that people recognized and liked. 
and introduced my stuff during the show. And now it's, it's taken off. And, you know, I still, I still get the calls for the Alan Jackson tribute, but I'm getting as many calls now for just the Aaron Holiday School. Yeah, I do a, um, I do a CCR tribute where I sing and play the guitar, but we don't, we don't have anything booked because of the virus. But thing about Alan Jackson, uh, back to him for a minute. I, yeah, he, I grew up pretty close to where he's from in Georgia, and he used to. And I'm, I'm 52 years old. I'm an older guy, so he, uh, I remember back he used to play at the Ramada Inn, like the hotel in my in my hometown. <laughs> him and that guy Doug Stone would switch off. He would they play one day, the other guy would play yep. the next day, and uh, he he wasn't very um, ambitious about making it. I think his wife kind of his wife seemed to be the always the one pushing him to do something because he he was he worked at the Walmart. <laughs> and, he, and he would just play he just play solo at the at the hotel bar but, but his wife was always all over the place shoving his cassettes on everybody and I, I think she ended up giving one to Glenn Campbell in the airport and I think I, I think that's what uh, what started him out there you go well, he's, uh, def- he's definitely uh, gone a long way since the Walmart thing. yeah 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 he's, he's he's on up there now he's he's in the George Strait area now um, yeah, um, what's amazing a, art. What's some other uh, influences besides Alan? Uh, uh, growing up, my mom and dad both played, so it was a lot of Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard, Waylon Willie, you know, the, the outlaw side of it. Yep. And, you know, I mean, I still love that stuff. And yeah. I still include that as part of my covers in my live shows, so. Yeah, I'm a huge Merle Haggard guy, a huge Buck Owens guy, too. Yeah. Um. What about uh? Now you play you you play uh you just play the acoustic and sing and then you got other lead players. You play some lead too. No, I'm not a lead player. I'm uh, definitely the acoustic rhythm section or front guy. Yeah, it's easier that way. There isn't very many. There's not very many like uh, Vince Gills out there where you're doing <laughs> doing both. But um, no. And not that I wouldn't love to be Vince Gill or Brad Paisley or Keith Urban, but you know that's not my gig. What about um? How do you feel about the some of the newer country? Are you into it, or are you kind of rather it go back the it, other way? <laughs> I I definitely rather go back the other way. There's some guys <laughs> out there that are that are making stretches that way. Um, Chris Stapleton, I keep talking about when I'm introducing my stuff. I mean, he went completely opposite of what country radio was doing and, and managed to make it. So, you know, I figured there's still hope for guys like me out there. Oh, yeah. Um, for Sean sure. Party to another one and doing really well that I like. And Luke Holmes. Yeah. Amazing like as far as I'm concerned. But there's, there's uh, so many different little sub-genres in country music now that it's, it's really hard to call country music country anymore. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I don't even, uh, some of it, like when you mentioned Keith Urban, I've never really thought of him as a country artist myself. Like, I know there's a banjo yeah. on a few of his songs, but I don't, like, you, you play, you put his guitar player next to Brad Paley, Paisley's, you can definitely tell which one's country. <laughs> yeah, nope, totally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. But, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's definitely hope when you look at the charts and your songs on there, so. Um, oh, man, I... I, I'm still blown away, you know, for my first uh, reach into the States from Canada with a single 
you know, it's it's amazing for me. I still am in shock at it. <laughs> yeah, and this show, this show right here, even though it's a smaller show, and I, you know, I appreciate you doing it, but I, I do have anywhere from 25, usually it's 2,500 listeners. I have been up to 4,000, but I have a lot of listeners over in Australia and uh, Ireland, and they're big time into country music, so they uh, hopefully get you some new uh, listeners out there. I'm going to play two of the songs on the show, um, on this show, so. That, that would be great. Most of the, yeah, the, most of my listeners do listen off Spotify, so that's probably where, uh, they'll, where they'll do it at. But, um, that would be super. And, you know, I mean, I'm getting some airtime over in uh, New Zealand right now already with Light It Up, and Italy is featuring it Monday night at 9.30 their time. You know, so there, there's definitely an amazing reach across the world right now. Yeah, and I've, uh, you know, also what we were talking about earlier about the newer country and the old country, it always seems to kind of go in a circle, like, because I remember as a kid in the 70s for a while, it, it became like all strings and stuff. Even the Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson stuff, you'd hear like oh, yeah. orchestra stuff behind. And then all of a sudden, at some point, Randy Travis and George Strait came out and kind of stripped it back down. And and then yeah. uh, that happens, seems to happen all the time. At some, at some point, somebody will uh, come out and it always goes back to where it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. No, and I mean, Chris Stapleton stripped it down to a three-piece band and, and did amazing well with it. You know, he's a, he's a great artist. Yeah, he's and, doing a, he's a, he's, he gets, he's getting a little flack down here right now in America for, uh, he came out in support of the, uh, Black Lives Matter movement and a lot of the, uh, a lot of the country folks ain't into that. So <laughs> he's getting a little, yeah. bit, getting a little bit of flack right now down here for that, but I don't think it'll last very long. You know, I'm, I keep my political views inside. Yeah, I try to. Uh, I, if I do it, I, I tell people if they want to argue with me about politics, just go on Twitter. I don't do it anywhere else. <laughs> That's the only place I'll do it at. I do mention politics on, on this show, but I don't really take a stance. I just kind of say what's going on. Like, I'm sure on this show yeah. I'll, I'll mention our president has a, has the virus now, but I won't go into anything besides that he has it. <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah i was i was trying to move up your way I, it was hard i couldn't get a like, I, it was it's hard to move to canada i didn't think it would be <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't think it was either maybe right now it might be hard but i it's hard it's hard to get across the border from canada into the state not just right now but anytime especially if you're coming down there to to sing because you need to you know, a, a ton of work visas and stuff to get across the border. We, you know, they want to protect their business down there too. Yeah, they. Uh, when I uh, I came to Kelowna, I've only been to Kelowna once, and that was for my brother or my friend's wedding. And uh, yeah. and he had he had uh, had an old seventy one Stratocaster that used to be mine that I'd sold him back in the day when I was hurting for money, and then he ended up just giving it back to me. And uh, nice. I came. When I got to customs, they took the whole damn thing apart, like everything. Took the strings off, the pick guard, everything. Make sure you're not smuggling stuff back. And yeah, and then I, I had flew, I had flew into Seattle and driven over there, and uh, right. on the way in, they, I'd had some wedding gifts wrapped up. They took, they unwrapped all those and said, "Why didn't you buy them up here?" I was like. I ain't never been up here. I didn't know where to even go shopping at. I, ain't, I didn't know if I was going out in the middle of the plains or up in the mountains. I didn't know what I was doing. 
didn't know we had a Walmart here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I loved it up there. I'd like to. I'd like to move up there. I'm kind of a. Kind of, I'm kind of semi-retired musician. I still play guitar, you know, in country band, and uh, but I'm a truck driver by day now. And I thought about. Oh, yeah. I thought that might get me in and out of there. I don't know. Maybe I can apply up there for that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, as far as uh, back to the music goes, you know, I have a lot of musicians that listen to this show. Um, they always want to know what kind of guitars people are playing and stuff. What's what's your main guitar that you play? I'm a Yamaha. I play the Yamaha all my life. I just love it, and um, it it's just my comfort comfort zone. I guess is what you call it. It's yeah. Just, I've always loved Yamaha. I've always loved them. Some people say that you know they're kind of cheaper guitars. They don't pay attention to them, but they they're always they always stay in tune. The action's always good. They always sound good. I don't. I love them. Yeah, no, I'm like I say, it's my comfort zone. Yeah, and I I played a Gibson Hot Pot for a little while, and you know it was a beautiful guitar, but it just didn't feel right in the hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, is yours a is yours electric acoustic, or do you just drop a mic in front of it, or how do you do it? No, electric acoustic. Okay. Yeah, those are, uh, yeah. yeah, like I said, those are, the Yamahas, in my opinion, stay in tune better than anything. Like, you can, you take them out of the case, they're still in tune from the, the gig before. Yeah, usually. I'm not yeah. playing too hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, occasionally, and the weather can get to it, I guess. Especially, oh, up, yeah. Especially, we have about the same weather here as you guys there. It gets cold. Yeah. Um, Getting cold at night and, and hot during the day. Now, one more time. Uh, our, our summers are roughly about 26 degrees here on average in the summer. So. Yeah, and I, I talk to my friend who lives there probably once a week, and we all, we always compare weather. It's pretty close to the same. Yeah. I lived in a town called Ogden, Utah. It's like 45 minutes north of uh, Salt Lake. Right. Probably about the same size city as Kelowna, I'd say. Um, mm -hmm. Now, what a... Back to um, Donnie Hammonds. How did you How did you guys hook up again? I, I think I. <laughs> um, I have a friend Rick Snyder who I grew up with, like less than a mile away from him when I was a kid. And Rick Snyder's doing stuff with Donnie, and of course he's posting it all on online on his social media. So I asked him about Donnie, and he put us in touch. And you know, Donnie and I hit it off right away, and. You know, the services he's offered down there works for what's going on here in the world. So when I finished going back and forth on lighting up, it was pretty much a no-brainer for me to, to keep working with him because he, he gets what I'm trying to create. And, you know, we're 17 on the top 20 downloads this week. So. <laughs> yeah, Don, he's an, he's an interesting guy. I uh I met him just kind of finding, trying to go through studios when I was down there. I was recording jazz albums at the time, and uh, I went to his studio. And it, you, you wouldn't believe, if you saw it, you wouldn't believe where it's at. It's like uh, you go down this country road. I mean, there ain't nothing down there. And uh, mm -hmm. you drive up, and you see this little brown house, and you you don't think much of it. But you go in, and the whole, the whole entire house is a studio. He don't live there or anything. It's all, it's, but it's uh, it sits kind of back in the woods, but... Yeah, he's a he's a talented guy. He uh, he does a lot of country stuff. All most of everything he does, 
that he releases solo is country, you know, but he doesn't, when he goes out and plays gigs, he plays hair metal. <laughs> I never, yeah, I, I never figured out why he does that, but I guess. But he's good at it. I've watched him online. Yeah, he's real good at it. I just, I guess you can't really release hair metal and expect to new stuff and expect to do anything with it. So, and plus, <laughs> not, and plus being, being, being from Georgia, when you sing country, it kind of comes out good anyway. <laughs> it comes out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but you know what? His style and his, his, uh, his influences with the metal stuff and, and the rock that I've watched him do, you know, when, when he sits down in the studio and he's playing country, there's still a, a hint of that. I mean, the next single I have coming out, on this album, um, he actually did the the background vocals and and stuff. It's more of a collaboration than it was just just vocals or the background vocals on that on the song. So we're looking forward to that one too. Yeah, he was actually supposed to be on the show before you were last week sometime, but he, I never can get him. He's got he plays almost every night somewhere. Either he's got a <laughs> session. He's uh he's probably the most probably the busiest musician down there. Yeah, he does a lot of solo yeah. gigs in restaurants and things like that. But yeah, that's the same with me up here. I got guys calling me that I've been working with or talking to in the industry, and they're going, you know, how in the heck are you finding so much work up here with COVID? <laughs> it's it's pretty simple. You get on the phone and you get on the emails and you just keep talking to people, and eventually somebody says, "Yes, okay, let's do it," and away we go. You know, but. Yeah. So, if you don't have if you don't have the drive to do it, then you're going to be sitting at home like everybody. Right. So. Yeah, I never understood that with people. The same thing with me. One time, when I was living in Atlanta, I got I played on uh, the I played on this show that comes on before the news in front of. I mean, it was you know like three million viewers a day and. I played a song on there, and I had all my all the my buddies call me. How would you get on there? I said I called them and asked them if I could do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you don't something. have to, they're not going to come find you, right? Yeah, it didn't take much. Um, yeah. Same thing. I used to teach the governor's kids here uh, guitar lessons, and it kind of helped me. I used to be a guitar teacher, and it kind of helped me with that. And I, the same thing. They everybody said, "How'd you get?" The governor's kids, I said, I just called the governor's mansion and asked him if his kids won lessons. And he said, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they think. Uh, uh, it, uh, go ahead. It's pretty simple. If, you, if you're looking for work, you're going to find it, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> Where's your, uh, when's your next gig at? Uh, my next gig, I'm in Alberta for three shows next weekend, the 8th, 9th, and 10th in a place called Vulcan, Alberta for Thursday night, and then I'm in Cochrane, Alberta for Friday night, and Grand Prairie, Alberta for Saturday night. Okay, so you are out there doing it. Um, I'm doing everything I can. <laughs> do you do any kind of live streams on, like, Facebook Lives or any kind of thing like that? I do a few. Um, I haven't been very successful at finding enough people to watch them to, to make it worthwhile other than to keep my fans engaged. And my fans are amazing. The ones that are my fans are like super fans. Yeah. Um, a lot of the bars here, they down here in Utah, they only let us have 50 people in the bar right now because of COVID. But a lot of them are doing that. They're like, they'll play for the 50 people, but they stream it live at the same, same time. Right. So. Yeah, I've done a few shows like that too. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta check that out. Now, any, uh, any future 
Alan Jackson stuff you're going to do? Or you just kind of wait on the call? I'm waiting on the call. Okay. You know, um, it's like I, even now, when I'm going to promote myself as a singer-songwriter and promoting Light Em Up and my other songs off, off of the EP I did previous to this, you know, there's still that Alan Jackson end of it because when you when you kind of look like the guy and you walk into a bar to sing with a white hat and a long guitar, <laughs> yeah. you know, people expect it, right? Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, you know, it, it used to be that it was the Alan Jackson tribute and then I would feature Aaron Holiday as part of the show, but now I'm getting more calls to do the Aaron Holiday and featuring some of my Alan Jackson stuff from, you know, 20 years of doing my tribute to him. Well, if you ever, uh, if you ever do, if you ever book any of the Alan Jackson stuff down, because I'm like five hours from Vegas, or any of the casinos yeah. down in a, down in America, hit me up. I'd definitely be love to be the guitar player on that. I know all the songs already. Yeah, well, I would definitely call you up. I'll yeah. get you and my buddy Gary Snow on bass, and we'll put a band together and blow the doors off. Yeah, I know all kinds of country <laughs> musicians around here that would do it. That's the thing about down here is kind of. Utah is still a real big state, but we don't have a big population, so everybody down here is pretty much a hired gun. Everybody's in three, four bands down here. It's just amazing, yeah. so that's how it goes. But um, before I uh, let you roll, what's uh, what's uh, all your uh, contacts? Everybody can get a hold of all your all your stuff. Well, I can get a hold of Aaron Holiday Music on uh, on Facebook. That's the main contact. But I have AaronHolidayMusic.com as my website. And they can find me on Spotify, iTunes, and, you know, all those other great places that streaming is available. Yep, and that's A-A-R-O-N and H-A-L-L-A-D-A-Y, right? I-D-A-Y, yeah. I-D-A-Y, I misspelled it. <laughs> I'll, get it I'll get it right when I go back and record the intro to this show. <laughs> so, but uh, on, your, on your website, can you, uh, is there any merch, any t-shirts, things like that yet, or? Uh, no, I saw all my merch off the stage or at the shows. My wife, Sharon, and I are a, a two-person show right now. So she runs the merch table, and I I do the entertaining, and that's just the way our life has worked for the last 10 years. So. But, you, but, I guess, but I guess somebody emails you on your website and wants wants it. You can uh, you can line that up for them. Oh, absolutely. No, CDs, T-shirts, ball caps, hoodies, we got it all. But, and if, yeah, somebody wants to... To get their hands on a piece of merch, they can just get a hold of me through the website or or whatever, and I'll make sure they get their hands on something. Yeah, and when I, I show up in their town, they can uh, they can wear it to the show and be the first guys there with an Aaron Holiday shirt and light them up. Yeah, they're gonna want some. Uh, they're gonna want some light them up merch. I can already see it. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, it's a great song. I love it. It's just got so much energy. It was it was kind of built to play live. If you listen to it. A couple of times, you, you as a guitar player, you can probably feel that, right? So. Yep, and I can. Uh, it kind of it's kind of a connection between the younger and the older country. Kind of, I think would both be into that song. Yeah, no, that's that's the hope. Just to get some interest, and you know, I've got uh, ten more songs or nine more songs on that album that's coming out, and you know it's it's a cross between you know influences from the little Haggard and Johnny Cash mm-hmm. stuff to to the Alan Jackson to what you open Dark work stuff too so. so when do you think it'll uh the full album will be out 
I'm expecting January. That's where my target is. If Donnie and I can get together with enough time back and forth. Okay. Yeah, hopefully we'll get you down here. uh, Hopefully get you down here to the States sometime after that and and catch you live down here somewhere. Well, that would be awesome. And hopefully I can hook up with, you know, somebody like Luke Combs that's on that countdown with me and, and open for his show down there somewhere. Yeah, across Canada because I'm sure he's coming up here when this thing all opens up. Yeah, I'm sure he will. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of down here a lot of country festivals in the summers that, are, that do really well. You'd be able to. We have like a country explosion thing here um, out in the desert about an hour from okay. here, and there there there's there are all kinds of old and new come out there <laughs> and play. Yeah, <clears throat> but. Um, but man, I can't thank you enough for calling in. I know it was last minute, and I know I got you up early. I know you're an hour ahead of me up there, but um, I'm I'm not your typical musician. I've got kids at home. I got a dog that wants to go every morning, and, <laughs> and my wife and I, my wife and I spend the first hour in the morning having coffee usually and catching up on social media and, and emails and stuff. My wife's actually a real estate agent up here too, so she's trying to keep busy with that. Uh, she may know my she may know my buddy. He works for uh, I think it's called Nygard and Associates or something like that. Oh yeah, I don't know. I think so. But yeah, he'll uh, maybe he'll uh, he'll definitely want to come see one of your shows. Um, he's not a big country guy, but he is into like James Taylor and Jimmy Buffett and kind of country kind of hey. stuff. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> but anyway, man, thanks a lot for calling in and uh, stay safe. And I can't wait to uh, hear the rest of the album. And I'm gonna. I'm going to be uh, singing your praises down here in Utah. I appreciate that. Like you wouldn't believe, Jeff. And uh, I'll be sharing this uh, podcast with everybody up here and down there. Yep. Maybe we'll get to that four or 5,000 people listening. Yeah, hope so. And it'll it'll be released uh, pretty much two weeks from today. Maybe uh, okay. sometimes I do it on Saturday, but some usually Sundays. So, uh, yeah, so two weeks from today, it'll, uh, it'll be out there. As soon as it is, I'll shoot you over a, a link. Um, is this a oh, cell, is this your cell phone here? Can I shoot it to there? Or yeah. I, okay. Yeah, shoot it to there. That's fine. And, uh, we'll share the heck out of it. All right, man. Aaron Holiday, appreciate <laughs> you, uh, calling in. Thank you, Jeff. Yep. And I'm looking forward to Southern Man. Or, what was that? Southern Western Utah? town. <laughs> Western, Western town, town, yeah. It's just because I'm from Georgia and living in Utah. <laughs> there you go. All right. I'm doing, southern, I'm doing Southern man's music most of the time. So, hey. And you're in a Western <laughs> town, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, Jeff. Take care. Talk to you later. Ain't just another road, Aaron Halliday. The sunrise in my eyes, another jet stream painted sky. Like the lines in front of me, telling stories of my life. Like these tattoos on my arms, or a map to my soul.
segment on the show everybody and it and we I started it last week but I somehow the introduction got uh, cut off I don't know what happened when I was editing I just accidentally cut the introduction off so it kind of came up random but new section <laughs> new section new uh, part of the show segment I was looking for that word segment is uh, by Patrick Neville he's uh, people know him around Utah from being the singer of Balls Compone and the Umbrella Brothers, he plays guitar, uh, banjo, um, great guy, but he uh, has these crazy dreams, and he has a great way of, uh, you know, turning it into a story, so the segment's called Dream Time with uh, Patrick Neville, um, I wanted to call it The Lucid Dreams of Patrick Neville, but he he wanted to call it Dream Time, so we're going to stick with that. So that's what's coming up next, Dream Time with uh, Patrick Neville. Enjoy. Hi there, and welcome to Dream Time with Patrick Neville. Today's dream, the Big Black Dam. I was a worker at this dam, a giant, giant dam in a huge canyon filled with black rock. 
The dam itself was made of a gray cement and probably more than a mile high. Absolutely huge. The kind of big that just gives you that awestruck feeling, like seeing the New York City skyline in person for the first time. I was on my way in to do my shift. I had a white jumpsuit on and had an orange hard hat. I was in the elevator with many others, all going to the same place. Some had red hard hats, others had orange like mine. The colors designated which side of the dam you worked on. The orange generator station on the left side of the dam, or the red generator station on the right side. I was obviously part of the orange crew. The people I was with were all blank. There were no emotions in any of them. If you talked, they would talk back, but it was always one-word answers, short and very abrupt. It was an eerie feeling, more because I felt the same way. I, I could feel the real me inside, but it was being blocked, like light through an opaque window. Some gets through, but you can't make anything out on the other side. I reached a long hallway that split into three corridors, one left, one right, and one down the middle that led to an elevator. Apparently, I was the only one allowed in this part of the dam, as everyone else was directed either left or right. I walked to the elevator and used a card key in my pocket to enter. It was all rusty and damp inside. The light on the ceiling was on, but the case around it was yellowed by some kind of mineral buildup, making it dim and flickery inside. It felt eerie and ominous, like an elevator leading to a horrible monster. But like I said, those feelings were extremely dull, and I mostly felt nothing at all. So I just got in, and up it went. The elevator came to a stop, and the rusty door slid open. That sound of scraping rusty metal on metal, giving me the chills as this new landscape fills my vision. I'm now on top of one of the towers that stand at each side of the dam. I'm standing at some kind of master control board. I can see over the top of the dam out to a vast black ocean. The water is black as oil, leading out as far as the eye can see. The sky was dark, but light enough to see what was out there. This dam was holding back all of this black water, and it seemed almost comical to me. It's only a matter of time, I muttered to myself as I watched the black waves crashing into the back of the dam. The water was nearly at the top, and you could feel the immense pressure being put on the dam by this huge black ocean. The black water was like anti-water, not life-giving, but life-sucking, not refreshing, but dehydrating, the opposite of everything water should be. You had to be careful here. Getting this water on your skin could take years off your life, and it was fatal if ingested. The protective white coveralls were there to deflect the effects of this anti-water. There were two main side effects of being around this substance, anger and confusion. Yet it would mask off almost all other emotions. It was filled with that dark energy, and that's exactly what we were generating at these stations. The orange station generated confusion and the red generated anger, which were being fed into giant pipelines. These were physical manifestations of these emotions, flowing like water through massive pipelines to the refineries below where they would be concentrated and perfected before being deployed onto the world. This was necessary. If not done, the black anti-water would eventually grow so large it would take over the entire face of the planet so we all had to take our share of the burden. It was packaged and put into everything. Food, water, entertainment, society, religion, absolutely everything had to have its share. At least my job was easy. I would use each to control panel 
to direct the flow of antiwater into each station, being careful to maintain a balance. As I fed the antiwater to the generating stations, I would feel at ease and actually happy about it, as I would watch the level of the great sea behind it drop down to a safer level. I knew the dam was old, and a safe level had to be maintained at all times, or the worst could happen. A full collapse, sending the sea down the canyon, and wiping out a massive amount of cities, towns, and lives. There were cracks in the face of the dam, but none of them seemed deep enough to be concerned about. At the end of my shift, I would return to the town right below the dam. It was a very strange and lifeless place, yet there were colors everywhere. Lots of really fancy, bright neon signs adorned everything, even coffee shops, grocery stores, and churches. Just imagine that everything in your town had giant Las Vegas-like casino signs. I would stop by my favorite local bar after my shift. It was called Luke's. It was the usual small town bar atmosphere, you know, beer signs, pool tables. There was uh, usually a small amount of rundown looking people at the bar, and it was the same here as it was everywhere in town. The people would talk to you, but it was always short, emotionless, and usually one or two words. It wasn't unfriendly, per se, but it's just the way it was. No one seemed particularly happy about being here or what they had to do, but it was what it was. Why fight it? Just do it. The town closed down at 8 p.m. sharp. There was a strict curfew that had to be followed. At 7 p.m., alarms would sound and everyone had to be home and inside because at 9 p.m., something really weird would happen. Big iron gates on the mountainside would open and armies of black skeletons would march from below. These skeletons would go to the refineries and remove the waste products left over from the anti-water. It did not affect them, as they were made from the same substance, so they would take our piles and piles of waste products back down to their underground society underneath the Great Black Sea. It was a mutually beneficial situation, but they hated humans with a passion and would kill you on sight if you were outside when they came, hence the curfews. And if you were killed by one of these skeletons, you became one and were forced to join the ranks of the living dead under the mountains. It was known that these were the remains of those who were killed in the great floods when the dark waters came. Millions upon millions were lost and now exist as black living creatures of bone and mineral. It's frightening and undesirable fate for any human. I think we all understood that eventually the dam would collapse and we'd all go down to join the skeletal ranks. That was another part of the strange blank attitudes everyone seemed to have. Can we stop this inevitable flood of darkness? Or will we all become black skeletons working under an ocean of hate? The dream left me with an eerie feeling and I had heartburn. What created the black water in the first place? Probably us. And that's all for today. Thank you for joining me. Hope to see you next time. Welcome to the world of Black Doombot Records. Featuring the doom sounds of day glow morning. Brave lover. Cult of sorrow. Tommy Stewart's dire wolf. Wither without you, bloody jars, negative wall, and the artists of Dubonomicon, Doomstress, Stone Man, and Register and War. Black Doom.
Facebook, Twitter, Bandcamp, and Big Cartel, and BlackDoombaRecords.co. Black Doomba Records. Expect the dark. Have you ever been to Georgia? Why not? Beautiful state, Georgia. Very green. I was forced to leave Georgia. I fear that I will never see it again. I'm sorry. album you hear in the background had a little Doc Holiday off a wider movie intro there I <laughs> just thought it would be cool I did record a country album I actually recorded two but one was never released but you can buy it you can buy a physical copy it's called Country 101 it was probably five six years ago got some cover tunes on it so I didn't really want to go through the licensing bullshit and and release that one, but you can get it. You see, email me at lawrencejeff1968 at gmail.com. You can also get my instructional guitar book from there, from the, and email me on there, or you can just contact me on Facebook, Jeff S. Lawrence, or go to Southern Man Western Town Podcast uh, and just email me right on to the podcast um, page. You can also get me at JLaw Music Man on Instagram and Jeff S. Lawrence one on Twitter. Twitter I mainly just post stupid memes with uh wieners and then uh <laughs> argue with people about politics. So not much musical engagement on Twitter. Instagram I mainly just post pictures, you know. But uh it's J Law Music Man on Instagram. I was J Law way before Jennifer Lawrence mainly because I'm older. Um yeah, then I recorded this country album called Southern Songs in 1998 in uh, Kennesaw, Georgia. Kind of a weird thing. I was trying to, towards the mid-90s, I guess, somewhere in there. <clears throat> or, yeah, around 94, 95, somewhere in there. I uh, just couldn't, I got tired of doing heavy metal. I was, it was seeming like it was all the same to me at the point. I'd been doing heavy metal since the early 80s and it was the same arrangement always in the song it seemed like intro verse chorus verse chorus guitar solo chorus chorus sometimes another verse before that I don't know but just got tired of it um, playing the natural minor scale all the time if you know anything about music you know what that is so and then grunge came along and killed the whole scene anyway and I didn't want to play grunge because I like doing guitar solos so I just kind of switched into country music and I uh, started going hard into it playing country bars playing country bands who uh, became kind of a local celeb there for a while um, in the country music I was a little ahead of my time if I must say as far as that goes because I was playing rock kind of country with long hair and a cowboy hat and you know, everybody's doing that now. There was people doing it before me, but, I mean, I was kind of doing that. 
uh, back when it wasn't cool to do it. Um, anyway, recorded that album, Southern Songs. Didn't you know? It was kind of weird. I couldn't. I didn't fit in that well because I'm not a I'm not a hunter. I don't dip. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a, really like a redneck. But I was kind of trying to fit into being one. I did work at you know at a horse stable every on the weekends. I would go clean up horse shit out of the horse stables. So I wasn't just all hat and no cattle. I was a little bit of a cowboy there. I've worked at three, four horse stables in my life. Um, staying a little bit legit, but anyway, never really fit into the world. But now I am playing country music again, but with a guitar for the real Doug Lane. I've, I've dabbled in and on and off. I like it. I don't really like playing rock and roll much anymore. Um, just kind of don't like it. Um, I'll mainly listen to jazz and country, so can't get a lot of jazz gigs in Utah, even though we have a basketball team called the Utah Jazz, but that was purchased from New Orleans, who has jazz, so I'm playing country. Anyway, hope you enjoyed my interview with Aaron Halliday out of Kelowna, Canada. I encourage you, if you're up there in the Kelowna, Canada area, British Columbia, uh, Calgary, Alberta kind of areas, Try to, try to see if you can uh, catch him live. He plays all over the place. Sometimes doing the Alan Jackson thing. Sometimes doing his own thing. Sometimes probably doing both. Anyway, Aaron Halliday, check out you know his latest song, Light Him Up, Doing Well. Download that from Spotify, iTunes, all of them places you can get it from. I certainly appreciate him calling in the show. Enjoyed the interview myself. Speaking of interviews, I got four or five in the can. I got some really good ones coming at you soon. Uh, I always say that, but it's always true. True that, as they say, and I don't like. But anyway, um, yeah, I got some great ones coming up. Um, it's still a sausage fest on this podcast. <laughs> still cranking out the wieners. I can't, uh, I don't seem to have any women ever coming on the show. I don't have very many women listeners. It's not by design. I was supposed to have, a, like I mentioned on the last show, I was supposed to have a female call in and do an interview for the next show, but it didn't work out. I mean, it worked out, but I kind of called it off myself just because really the criteria I have on the show, if you're a musician, is usually if even unless you're like a legend and you've already released a ton of stuff and made a mark i my kind of criteria is you have if you're currently releasing music and she was she really only does cover tunes on the piano and hasn't really released doesn't really release anything that i could find um but and the other women i've reached out to just haven't gotten back with me but yeah you, you look at the demographics my my uh demographics mainly uh, men from 32 up to 68 so I guess we're going to continue to crank out the hot dogs on this show for the next 4 or 5 episodes and I'll try to try to get somebody to try to get a female on the show and anyway uh, but yeah thanks for tuning in like I said you can get all my music on Spotify, iTunes, just look under J.S. Lawrence or Jeff Lawrence. And you can also, of course, listen to this podcast on Spotify and Apple and all the places you get podcasts at. Um, hope you enjoyed the Patrick Neville Dreamtime segment. Sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're just weird. 
Um, sometimes they're funny and weird, but I, I appreciate him doing it and hope you enjoyed that. I know I did. Um, again, on the outro, in, the outro improv guitar today is me. And, you know, like, sometimes you'll hear, well, he fucked up in that one part. I, I just threw the shit down right then. I'm not a perfectionist guy. I'm just, it's called an improv for a reason. I make a mistake. I'm leaving it. I don't give a shit. And I don't think you do either. Um, you know, and I play you in and out of the monologue at the beginning. And uh, hopefully, you know, if you got to, please, if you do play an instrument, send in a little one minute clip. Seems to sound good if you send them in on uh, Messenger through Facebook. That's where uh, they seem to sound better when, when I mix it down at the end. And that uh, I'll play it at the end of the show for the outro. I don't have anybody uh, else sending in. I had Rob um, Polly doing a few of them, and Eddie Edwards had sent one in, and maybe I'll get Patrick Neville to send some of them in too. That would be cool. Um, maybe I'll even get my brother, Brad Lawrence. He probably has never heard this show because he's blocked me on Facebook anyway. He probably don't even know. I, he may not even know what a podcast is. <laughs> but anyway, maybe after the election, after everybody gets done being pissed at each other, well, they won't be done, but they'll have to accept it. I'll get some people in for that. Um, speaking of that, go out and vote. I already voted by mail. I ain't going to tell you who I voted for. We can probably figure it out. But go. Uh, I voted by mail. We've been voting by mail here in Utah for ever since I've been here, and at least the last 10 years. And it's always... I mean, Trump's going to win Utah. That's just the way it is. You have little pockets where there's a um, Democrat uh, majority, which is like right in the cities, like Salt Lake City. You know, you'll you have a Democratic mayor and things like that a lot of times. Um, Park City, basically where all the uh, either the rich people are or the colleges are. <laughs> Moab, um places like that, but uh, most of the Utah is uh, conservative and it's going to go that way regardless. It has a lot to do with the Mormon church and the abortion issue, um, which, uh, you know, can argue that all you want. It does seem to be changing, though. We're getting, you know, more and more uh, Democrats. But, yeah, I mean, Trump's going to sweep Utah. I don't see it not happening. But anyway, vote, get out there and vote. Um, I'm doing some uh, ads on the show from for different websites that kind of get linky onto the voting. So uh, visit those. I know uh, Aaron Halliday up there in Kelowna, Canada. Don't have to worry about it. They already. He's a uh, course in Canada. They don't. They, they'll probably probably follow our election, but definitely can't vote in it. So all you Canadian listeners, um, sorry to bore you with the. American politics. <laughs> Won't get into too much politics right now, but um, we had the two uh, town halls. Trump and Biden both had a town hall. I think they were, I was under the impression they were running them simultaneously, but I watched them back to back. I don't know. However, you know, I'm on Mountain Standard Time. Maybe it had something to do with it. Um, one was kind of calm and collective, which was Biden answered a lot of the questions. He did skate around on some of the questions, uh, but that's just politics. I mean, if you're a politician, you're not going to answer the shit you don't want to answer. You're going to turn it into another answer. Um, Trump's was kind of him getting badgered by the uh, the moderator, Savannah, what was her name, Guthrie maybe? I forgot her last name. I think that's it. And then 
kind of. I mean, she did her job, but he was, you know, he's kind of fighting with her and back and forth. I don't, you know, I think both of them did a pretty decent job, really, but finally he denounced the white supremacy, but did he really? I mean, they're all still going to vote for him. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes on November 3rd, but it's important to get out there and vote, especially you got all the local stuff going. You know, you got to vote to keep the judges in or out in your local areas, and you got your, you know, your senators, your representatives, your county clerks, your treasurers, all the stuff that nobody talks about, which don't really, a lot of that stuff don't really have anything to do with social issues anyway, so there's no reason to. You don't have to go down the car and vote all R's or vote all D's. I mean, what does it matter if your county treasurer is a Republican or a Democrat? You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, your county, your court clerk doesn't really matter, does it? You're not going to be uh, socially engaging in any of those issues. So it's not going to affect anything anyway. Um, still got the... Uh, court hearings for the new Supreme Court justice going on right now. We'll see how that plays out. What else is going on? That's about it. Just uh, appreciate you guys tuning in to Southern Man Western Town. Appreciate Aaron Halliday calling in. Definitely, if you can support this show, do it. Go to anchor.fm slash jeff-lawrence. You can contribute a dollar a month, man. I need it. Need the help. I'm bringing you shit loads of content, and I appreciate the supporters I do have, but I could definitely use a few more. I mean, anything you can spare. And you can, you can also go to Venmo, uh, venmo.com slash jeff-lawrence-48. My PayPal is just my email, lawrencejeff1968 at gmail.com if you want to do some PayPal. Um, like I said, go to my website, thejslawrence.com, for all my tour dates, uh, which mainly are going to be with the real Doug Lane for right now. I may have something coming up in, after the first of the year with my trio. I'm not sure. i got some. Uh, got to get back with my booking agent for that. not booking the trio a ton right now. Just like I said, I'm kind of tired of the rock scene. But, I mean, if I, I'll do it occasionally. It's fun still when you do it live. But, like, you know, COVID's got it all crazy. So... Everybody stay safe out there. Wear your mask. Do what you got to do to keep everyone safe. I've had uh, another friend of mine's dad passed away over the week. Um, he was 75, I think, but no underlying conditions. But, yeah, COVID is not, not fine. I hope my dad, my dad's 73, I want to say, or is he 72? 72. Uh, and you know my, he's in Georgia my mom's in South Carolina she's 70 69 or 70 69 um, hope they stay uh, stay safe kind of worried about them being 2,000 miles away but I'll see how it goes um, like I said I'm not talking about pro wrestling much anymore but uh, I encourage you to check out the local wrestling here in Utah on the CW30 on Saturday mornings, um, DCW Devotion Championship Wrestling, pretty much, and uh, Southern Honor Wrestling out in uh, Canton, Georgia, is probably the best live wrestling you're going to catch down in that area. They run shows once a month. You can catch the Devotion Championship Wrestling a lot here in Salt Lake on TV once a week. Um, so, 
I encourage you to do that. Go out and check out live music if you can. Check out all the new music. Check out Aaron Halliday's music. And appreciate all of you listeners all over the world. The podcast is growing. And so are you, hopefully. And uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Next show is very special. Tune in next week for that.